It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW Sitka. Today is Thursday, June 30th, 2022. I'm Aaron Fulton with Raven News. Voters will now decide whether Sitka adopts a new cannabis tax. On Tuesday, the Sitka Assembly voted to put a consumer sales tax on marijuana on the municipal election ballot this fall. The new ballot proposition would eliminate the standard city sales tax on cannabis and replace it with one that would gradually increase to 8 percent. The proceeds would benefit the Sitka School District's Student Activities Fund, which pays for travel, supplies and other expenses. Assemblymember Tor Christensen said he supported putting it on the ballot, but he didn't know if he'd vote in favor or against at the polls. It's essentially eventually going to be about two and a half percent hike in taxes because the um, the most of this is taken you know, just is going to be a transfer from the money that we were already taking for normal sales tax. And honestly, if I'm going to vote against it as a citizen, that would be why, just because the whole is going to put in the general fund. But um, but I have no problem putting it on the on the ballot to let the people of Sitka decide. It's not the first time the assembly has considered putting a marijuana tax out to the voters. In 2021, a ballot prop that would have levied an additional 5% tax on cannabis failed on a split vote. Assemblymember Kevin Mosher was a no vote last year. This time, he voted in favor. We, we talked about it quite a bit. Um, the fir- very first go around, and then we made some adjustments, uh, some compromises, and um, I, I feel like this is fair and uh, putting on the port to the voters, let, the, let everyone decide. So what exactly are those compromises? The ballot prop the assembly settled on is different from the ordinance brought forth by sponsors Rebecca Hemshute and Kevin Knox in May. Initially, they'd proposed a tax that would have gradually increased to 10 percent, but that was reduced to 8 percent. And they also added language to confirm that the revenue collected from the tax would be separate from the city's annual contribution to the Sitka School District. Assemblymember Kevin Knox, concerned that there's still some confusion about the ballot prop out there, wanted to reiterate that the tax is not in addition to sales tax, it replaces it, and it's levied on consumers, not businesses. Uh, It's not technically uh, income that the business uh, is losing or gains and then loses. It's, um, It's a consumer tax, just like our sales tax. Totally in favor of seeing this on the uh, October ballot myself. If it passes tonight, looking forward to continuing the the dialogue with the community and, and seeing how it fares. No one from the public commented on the final vote, but at previous meetings, the ballot prop has been supported by a handful of educators and parents who say the tax is necessary in order to help fund student activities, which have become increasingly more expensive, especially with less accessible ferry service for student travel. The measure was also challenged at previous meetings by a few cannabis business owners who are concerned that the new tax will make legal cannabis less competitive against Sitka's existing illegal market. At the first reading in early June, the ordinance passed 5-2 to with member Crystal Duncan and Mayor Stephen Eisenbeis opposed. It passed 5-0 to in their absence on final reading. It will appear on the ballot in the October 4th municipal election. Reporting in Sitka, I'm Catherine Rose. Last night was the third reading of the cannabis tax ballot question. You can read our coverage of previous meetings on our website at kcaw.org. Two updated union contracts were approved without a hitch when the Sitka Assembly met on Tuesday. The group gave the green light for the collective bargaining agreements for the unions representing Sitka's firefighters and electrical workers. 
The city has been negotiating since May with the local chapter of the International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers. Sitka has struggled to recruit and retain electrical workers, particularly journeyman linemen. Legal counsel Kimberly Garrity said that problem is reflected across Alaska. Last year, the assembly voted to raise wages for linemen in agreement with the union in the hopes of attracting more workers. The new contract takes a different approach, actually reducing wages in exchange for a larger employer contribution to the Alaska Electrical Pension Fund. This is a plan that affects all linemen in Alaska and will provide a good package for recruitment, we believe, in Alaska with still an above average wage from the norm in Alaska. So we felt really good about the package and the fact that the union is willing to work with us and um, have some skin in the game. The agreement includes a 4.5% raise for some employees, but their cost of living allowance will be reduced to help cover pension costs. General foreman, line foreman, and journeyman lineman positions will see a $4 per hour cut to their hourly rate to help fund the higher employer pension contribution. The city has been negotiating with the firefighters union since last November. The new collective bargaining agreement includes an average salary increase of around 8% for employees. Some will see bigger increases and some will see smaller. The contract also includes bonuses for employees who earn advanced EMT certifications. While both contracts will cost the city more money than the last collective bargaining agreements, it was all built into next year's budget, which goes into effect on July 1st. City Administrator John Leach said coming into negotiations with a set budget made the process smoother. Uh, as Kimberly says, a good negotiation means uh, each party leaves a little bit uncomfortable, and I think we got that feeling out of, uh, out of all of these, but we, we came to a good agreement fairly, fairly quickly on all of them so far. The Assembly approved both collective bargaining agreements on unanimous 5-0 to zero votes. Children under 5 years old began getting COVID vaccines in Alaska last week. In a health presentation to parents on Tuesday night, state health officials stressed the importance of getting kids vaccinated and addressed common concerns. Alaska's chief medical officer, Dr. Ann Zink, said it's been a long time coming. Some of you have had your children during this pandemic uh, and have not had great ways to protect them from the worst of this disease. And even though we know that it does not impact children to the same degree as our elders, we know that our children are not immune from this virus. The state reported a 26 percent increase in cases this week compared to the previous week. Case numbers among young children have been lower than older groups. But pediatrician Michelle Nace says it's still worth getting them vaccinated to reduce the likelihood of severe symptoms. We want you to know that they're safe and they are effective. The two Alaskans under 19 who have died of COVID were both infants. There have also been more hospitalizations among kids younger than 10 than older kids. The risk for myocarditis, a type of heart inflammation, is higher from COVID-19 infection than a vaccination. Health officials also emphasize how thorough the research was on pediatric vaccines before they were authorized. Dr. Lisa Rabinowitz said there were no cases of myocarditis, no allergic reactions, and no deaths during trials for the vaccines. Plus, she said the doses given to older groups have provided scientists with additional data. The pediatric population is a protected population. So we, you're, if you're wondering why this is coming so late in the game, we really take this population uh, so seriously. So all the adults, all the older children, those trials happen first. We have the benefit of millions of doses to look at in terms of safety and e efficacy before they started trials in this younger age group. 
Pfizer has a two-dose pediatric vaccine and Moderna has a three-dose vaccine. Spacing between the doses varies depending on the brand. Rabinowitz said not all pediatricians and clinics will have both brands in stock, so parents should opt for whichever one is available from their provider. She said parents should talk to their pediatricians about any questions or concerns. The Sitka tribe of Alaska unveiled a sculpture last weekend by Shlingat artist Preston Singletary. The bronze totem pole, or kutia, will stand permanently outside of Sitka's Harrigan Centennial Hall. KCAW's Tosh Kimmel reports. It's a sunny summer day in downtown Sitka, and a crowd is assembling outside Harrigan Centennial Hall. Behind the podium, shrouded in blankets, is what they've all come to see. The unveiling of Clinket artist Preston Singletary's Little Bear Mother totem pole. The festivities begin with an entrance dance and opening remarks by Clinket cultural teacher Chuck Miller. Honorable people, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for being here today. It is good to see each and every one of you. My Tlingit my name is Donna Chitzeyak, and for tax purposes, it is Chuck Miller. <laughs> I'm of the Raven Silver Salmon Moiti, Koho Clan, Nakhati. We are here to celebrate a beautiful kutia that Mr. Preston Singletary has carved and put together in memory of his, his great-grandmother, a loved one. We're going to talk about that later. Like most of Singletary's work, the totem draws on his clinket heritage, but this one hits closer to home. It's based on the story of my great-grandmother who comes from Sitka. And so she had a pet grizzly bear as a child. So the story that we heard was someone was out hunting, and they, they encountered a bear, they shot it, and they found these cubs rooting around. And so they picked them up and brought them back to the village, and my great-grandmother raised it as a pet. For those familiar with Singletary's impressive glasswork, a bronze may seem like a departure. But for the artist, the significance lies less in the medium and more in its cultural significance. You know, the, the materials that we use for the cultural arts is becoming increasingly rare. Like the big trees for totem poles or dugout canoes and so forth. And so you'll start to see new materials being adopted to keep the stories and the symbols alive. And the fact that this piece is in bronze, it can last for, you know, for an eternity, actually. The nine-foot bronze structure was a gift from the artist to the Sitka tribe of Alaska. A Kaguantan, Singletary says he's honored to be giving back to the community and hopes people will see it as a symbol of cultural resilience. What I was hoping that it would be viewed as is sort of returning my great-grandmother's spirit to her ancestral homeland. And so this is kind of like an opportunity to, you know, reintroduce myself and my family to the community in Sitka. Preston Singletary's Little Bear Mother Kutia will stand permanently outside Sitka's Harrigan Centennial Hall. Reporting in Sitka, I'm Tosh Kimmel. I'm Erin Fulton, and this has been Raven News. This is